You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello, and welcome to episode 68 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey, welcome to The Soul Forge. It's your regular host, Sean, and with me today, making his podcast debut, my good buddy Jason. How are you today, sir? I'm good. Yourself? I'm okay. Fantastic. Yeah, so this is episode 68 that you're joining me for. It's much anticipated. Way, way back, I think episode 51, I was talking about my divorce that I had just received. Have you have you heard any of the episodes of the podcast? A couple. I haven't divulged too far into it. Not yet? Not yet. All right, that's okay. Getting my feet wet. Well, sure, sure. Not everybody uh, is into the whole podcast genre. So you introduced me into that. I did, yes, as I do. Slowly and surely. Mm-hmm. Well, on episode 51, I had just gotten a divorce recently, and as I was talking to Tracy about divorces and so on on that episode, I said, well, eventually what I'm going to do is tell the whole story of the Bridget relationship and how it came to be and how the divorce happened and the whole thing. And here it is, finally episode 68. We've all been waiting for it eagerly, and you were free to join me for this episode. Well, I'm glad to be here then. Yeah, it's exciting. It is. Are, are you nervous? Just a wee bit. A little bit. I, I could, but I could get through it. Because you're pretty boisterous normally, but uh, right right now you're kind of subdued. Well, kind of interested in the whole uh, marriage deal. I don't know too many people that have actually been married and divorced. Is that right? Everybody that I've known that's gotten married is still together. Lucky. Lucky people. I was not so fortunate. Well, as much as that's just sad to hear, I'm kind of interested in the story. All right. Well, it's uh, it's a story that goes back many, many years. When did you meet her? Uh, I met her probably, well, I got up to Timmins in 2003, probably right around then, because I worked at the call center at Teletech, okay. and she worked as what was called a quality assurance agent or a QA specialist. Do you know what that means? Vaguely. Okay, you know when you call into a call center and they say, this call may be monitored for quality assurance? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So there's actually people who listened to the recorded episode. She's one of the ones that's creeping on your call in the background? Exactly. Uh, okay. Sometimes they live monitor you. Sometimes the call is recorded. I don't think all of them are recorded, but some of them were. And they would get assigned so many per day. And uh, so she was she was one of those people. So what happened was, sitting there, uh, the call center basically was set up in rows. We were all in cubicles, on teams. Kind of like high school, really. And yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Very uh, soul... I'm trying to picture that in my mind. Kind of a soul-crushing experience, really. I'd say kind of more creepy. That too. Yeah. So uh, she was in the, in the one of the aisles talking to some people, and her ex-husband happened to come up and was talking to her as well. And then he left, and I thought Bridget was absolutely gorgeous and stunning, and this guy was kind of schlubby. And so I was like, 
who the heck was that guy? And they were like, oh, that's her ex-husband. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Awkward. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't think somebody who looked like that would be with somebody who looked like him. So that was probably my first time noticing her. So that would have been, I don't know, 2003, maybe 2004. I can't remember. That's that's 15 years ago, right? Oh, you can never really remember the, the times and dates for guys. No, that's right. And it wasn't that important. It was just somebody who was The cute. first time you notice somebody is never really the important part. No, that's right. It's when you usually get the, uh, the courage to uh, speak up and say hello. Well, yeah. So um, she, would, she would come and sit beside us. All the QA agents would come and sit beside us randomly. And as we were taking a call, she would put on a, micro, uh, a headphone as well and listen in, sometimes live. Sometimes it was after the call was over, but sometimes it was live and she would sit beside you. Any of it. There was probably six or seven QA agents. We got to know each other, just, hmm. just acquaintances at work. But eventually what happened was somehow Trish and Bridget were friends. And they may have been from before. I can't remember the details of how they knew each other. But uh, Bridget was with Stu by this point. And Trish and I would go over to Stu and Bridget's house for movie night. And we'd have white Russians. And we'd watch movies. We'd play cards. We'd have fondue. All kinds of stuff. And this went on for years. Then what happened... Uh, let's see. She had her child with Stu, I think, in 2008. Maybe 2009 can't remember how old Peyton would have been, but... So, Bridget and Stu... Bridget and Stu. Had a child 2008-2009. Yes. Okay. And all during that time... This was before... The, 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 they weren't married. They were married. Okay. No, because okay. Bridget had three kids altogether. She had uh, a boy with somebody that she was with in high school. Okay. Then she had um, another boy with... The schlubby guy, who who she married and was actually named Sean as well. Interesting. Yeah, and then the plot thickens. The plot thickens. Yes, it does. And then she had the daughter with Stu. Okay, so three kids. Three kids, three different dads. Three different dads. Oh, one named Sean. One named Sean. That was the only one she was actually married to. Okay. Okay. So we just all hung out. Uh, Bridget would come over to our house Sunday morning for coffee. Her Sunday morning coffee Sunday club. morning coffee club. Yes, it was it was Trish, and Bridget, and Vicky and Sandra, four girls who would always come over for coffee. Ladies' man. Well, <laughs> I, I usually wasn't involved in the coffee, but sometimes I would come over and say hi. So you know, makes sense. Yeah, because I'd be doing whatever, and the girls would all be hanging out Sunday morning. This happened. This passed for years and years and years. Twenty eleven, Stu got a transfer or a job or something down in the Oshawa area. So they were all going to be leaving Okay. at the end of 2011. August 2011, they had their final fire in the backyard with all the friends. They were announcing that they were Can't leaving. Fire bash, final, final one. Yeah, like, you know, just a, a hangout kind of session, whatever. Uh, I got there, me and Trish showed up, and, and I, was, I was angry, irrationally so, because they were leaving. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. You can't be leaving. How are we going to do uh, Saturday evening movie night and Sunday morning coffee and all this stuff, right? Not like me. Rightfully so. You're losing a friend. Well, yeah, that's right. Stu and I were never really that close because he kind of kept to himself. 
but uh, whatever. Still a tradition. Still a tradition. You get your your movie nights and your campfires, and you get used to doing something. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, and yeah. and I and I knew Bridget a little bit, you know, because we hung out and stuff. But they they were never really super close friends. Either one of them. We were just we hang out uh, maybe once or twice a month, watch movies. And they would come over almost every Sunday. Just for something to do. For something to do. That's right. But then they were leaving. And I was like, well, this is this is not good. That, that wrecks the tradition. Which leads me to the question. Yeah. There, there obviously at this point might have been something going on in your head that leads you to more, to more anger. Maybe subconsciously. Subconsciously, but there it, must have been a reason. It certainly made Trish question what the heck was going on. Because she would Did always... Did it make you question? Uh, not at the time. Okay. But Trish would often ask me if I thought Bridget was attractive. And, of course, I would say okay, no. Okay, so Trish was definitely thinking along the same lines I was. Yeah, yeah, she was way ahead of the whole thing. Like, okay. Like, I wasn't interested in, in Bridget at all. Sure, I thought she was pretty or whatever, but I didn't think anything would ever happen. She was kind of like one of those girls that... Uh, you were oblivious to the fact that you were attracted to her. I guess that would be the best way to put it. Yeah. November 2011 happens. Stu has to head down to Oshawa about a week, a week and a half before the kids and Bridget. Of course, gets things yeah, set up, get everything, stabilized. Get everything set up. Bridget had to pack up the house. Livable. And, yeah, exactly. So what happened was uh, it was the Christmas parade. And I said to Bridget, well, why don't you come on over? Bring the kids. We'll hang out and uh, we'll go to the parade together. Because I think we'd done that several years in the past. But Trish was actually in the parade for the Teletech float. So it was me and Bridget and the kids. And Bridget and I had never had a one-on-one conversation before. Ooh. Yeah. The plot thickens the even plot further. thickens even further. The plot's really getting stirred here real good. Undeniable first date, so to speak. Oh, I wouldn't even call it a first date. It was just the only time we'd ever had to talk one-on-one. And I saw her as like a real person. You know, not just like an acquaintance or... Uh, not just a couple that gets together and watches movies. Right. You get to see her as a one-on-one person. I, I got to see her, the real personality of who she was. Develop a friendship. Yeah. Or and I so was like... So and so forth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh boy, it's a good thing you're going. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> yes. But I, I put it out of my mind, of course, because I was with Trish and she was with Stu and she was leaving and for... Eight or ten hours away over Oshawa, and having and, and having thoughts about another woman, and oh yeah, that was yeah. it was like this is this that's is impro- that's improper, right? The way some of us were raised, exactly, yeah. Uh, but during that week, she needed help around the house because there was a flood in the basement and all kinds of things. So I went over and helped her. Probably shouldn't have, but against your better judgment of being a uh, helpful guy, I'm, I'm a nice helpful guy. And when I came over, went over, we we talked more, got to know each other a little bit more, and I'm like, wow, I really like your personality kind of thing. And then she left, and down down she went to Oshawa. But we talked, and we texted for the next all kinds of months. Really? Yep, and we probably shouldn't have, but we did. And turned it into something, okay, there I see the, where this is going. Yep, yep, not good. It, uh... I don't know if any lines were crossed, but there was... I'm trying to think of the proper words, the uh, the forbidden fruit. I guess so. There was definitely some kind of mutual attraction, I would think. And Well, to, to eventually get into marriage, there would have to be, I would think. Well, yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. So that was the end of 2011, 
uh, all through the beginning part of 2012, we would text each other randomly from time to time. Whatever. Long distance. Long distance, whatever. Yep. Yep. And uh, Did get, she ever come back and visit you in that period of time? Uh, did she have to do any loose she, ends? She did come back for Easter and stopped in at the house because we had a little present for her daughter. Okay. So we, we chatted a little bit. So, so, so there was some mild face-to-face interaction. A little bit. Yeah. But, of course, there was nothing. A little bit goes a long way when it comes to relationship status. It was, it was great to see her, but then she left. Because being so far away from somebody you're subconsciously interested in, yeah. getting to see them face-to-face kind of... Solidifies things? Solidifies. Well, maybe not so much solidifies, but re-sparks the flame that you didn't know you had. Yeah. Probably. So to speak. So what happened then, uh, at the end of April, Trish and I split up. I left. Because we'd had trouble off and on for years, I guess. As a lot of couples do. As a lot of couples do. And by that point... If you don't mind me asking, since uh, I'm new to this and still learning, Uh uh, the Trish relationship, was that uh, a mutual agreement? If you don't mind me asking. What part of it? For the split up. Oh no, that was, was that, that was me. That was that okay. was that was so that the was, sole decision was you. Okay. Yeah. No, I just putting things into context. Yeah. Yeah. No, it. Uh, thinking back, I probably shouldn't have left the way I did, or maybe shouldn't have left at all, but I did. You make a decision. I make a Something's decision. Something's gonna happen. And I went for it. Before I get into the rest of the story, what I'm gonna do right now, before we get to the juicy bits, is play a promo for another podcast on the ESO network. Did you know that the Soulforge podcast is on the ESO network? I do now. Yeah, it's a whole podcast network with all kinds of different geeky podcasts, and we all play each other's promos. And then play one right here. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special commercial for We Podcast and We Know Things. Wow, a commercial? Yes, Sam, a commercial. You do this to me every time. Anyway, we are We Podcast and We Know Things, the single source for all of your nerdy news in gaming, TV, film, music, and all things pop culture. Heck, even wrestling. We're basically spreading the good word of nerd one episode at a time. Check us out here on the ESO Podcast Network and wherever fine podcasts are, including the iOS podcast app, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram to keep up with all the goings-on in the nerdy world. Now back to your ESO Network podcast. Who's better than us? And we're back. And that's a great promo. And you should check out that podcast, too, since you're checking out podcasts, Jake. Oh, you betcha I will. I figured you might. Fantastic. There's a whole suite of podcasts to listen to on the ESO Network. I know what I'm doing with my tomorrow night. There you go. All right, so back to the episode. Uh, Trish and I split up, and I move in with uh, a guy from work, and I'm kind of lost, not really knowing what I should be doing, and of course, Bridget and Stu, the whole time, were having issues for years. So finally, maybe three weeks after uh, Trish and I split up, we were talking, and she's like, what what do you need from me? And I said, well, I wish you were here to rescue me. Okay, so she asked you what, what I needed. You need from her. Bridget asked me what I needed from her. Okay, that plot got real thick real quick. It did. It got real thick real quick. Uh, so her and Stu split up, and she was going to move back to Timmins. So I really quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. It, it was real fast. She was going to move back into her parents' house. So her dad rented. A U-Haul truck or some kind of thing. And I took her parents down in my car 
to Oshawa. To go and get her. To go and get her. And then we all came back up together with the U-Haul, her car, my car, the parents. I can't help but stop you there. And, and what's going on in my mind as you describe this situation is... Okay, so how far out away from Trish were you at this point? How long have you two been split up? Less than a month, probably. Less than a month? Mm-hmm. And then Stu and Bridget broke up. Yep. You drove her parents down to get the U-Haul and her. Yep. I know exactly what's going on in her brain right now. Knight in shining armor. Yeah, probably. So you kind of went, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah. Plot thickening. Because I needed her, so she ended her relationship and I went and got her. Well, kind of happened. almost sounds like a fairy tale. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, it happened really fast. Yeah. And really strangely, but it just kind of all flowed together. That was my next question. How did it all feel to you? How, did, how was the feeling inside? Deep down, how did Sean feel about it? It felt uh, maybe natural. That, that's what, actually, I was just going to say, did it feel natural? Something that you just kind of flowed into? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. And then we just kind of got into a relationship. But it was, it was awkward at the beginning. Sometimes those are the best ones when they just kind of come together naturally. Well, it, it, was, it was good. But I, w- I was still feeling guilty for leaving Trish. No doubt. And not quite sure what I should do. So I was I was staying with the buddy from work, and then I was staying at the house with them, and then I was staying with uh, my buddy Phil, who actually ended up marrying Trish. So Wow. So I was, <laughs> for, the, for the summer of 2012, I was all over the place, and uh, there was another girl at work who liked me. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So that was complicated. She was 11 years older than me. And I was like, why would somebody 11 years older than me be interested? So we kissed. And that's as far as it went. But Bridget found out and freaked out. And, wow. and that almost ended the relationship before it even began. Wow, that just went in a completely, totally different different direction I was expecting it oh, to. Oh, yeah, I was, I was pretty discombobulated at that time. I'm honestly surprised you haven't told me this before, but I'm... I'm, I'm... I haven't really talked about this too much at all. So here, well, I'm glad I'm here to hear it. Here, this is... here it is on episode 68 of the Soul Forge podcast. I told the podcast listeners that this was going to be an exciting, in-depth episode, and uh, here it is. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So it was a complicated time in my life, uh, but... I believe it. So the girl, actually, the 11-year-older girl, her name was Sandra. Not the same Sandra as Coffee Sandra. Okay. But okay. Uh, anyway, uh, she actually ended up calling Bridget. Or calling me or something. And Bridget was on the phone with her. And, and they were yelling at each other. And I was like, what the heck is going on here? I was freaking oh, out. The- oh, yeah. That's like... Cause, oh, oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I was... not see that uh, phone call being I, near, I was, near decent. It wasn't. It was brutal. And I was content just to leave it, just be the kiss, and then never talk about it again and not see this girl. But it all came out, as things happen to do sometimes. And it almost ended the relationship with me and Bridget before it even started. But then we smoothed it all over, and it was all fine. In uh, August, we went for a week to Montreal to have a nice trip. Uh, Stayed with her brother. I'd never been to Montreal before, and it was great. And then she asked me to marry her. Whoa. Yeah. She asked you. She asked me. And we were going to get married in July of 2013. Okay, so with that that said, she asked you Mm -hmm. when the thought crossed your mind to ask her. Well, yeah, I was eventually... Had you thought about it by this point? (sighs) Well, I thought it was a little bit early. Like, a, the relationship was great. I'd never felt that way with anybody. 
my buddy Johan, when we went over for a fire one night, he said, you guys are natural and effortless. And that's how it felt. Like and I, for Johan to say something like that, that's pretty deep. It is. It, it certainly was. So uh, the, the original plan was to get married in July of 2013. Okay. But in mid-October, she's like, you know what, why don't we just get married now? And, and I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, let's just, never mind the whole big thing. We'll just, uh, we'll just have a wedding in our backyard and uh, we'll do it in two weeks. So I'm like... It gives you the inclination that it's a woman that likes to save money. Well, because we, we lived at her parents' house because we had bought the property and uh, it, it was on, it's on Bob's Lake. Okay. If you know where that is. Yep. Like an acre and a half of property right on the lake, two, three docks, uh, a 30 by 50 garage. It was... Sounds like a little bit of... Little chunk of heaven. A little bit of paradise. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, we, so we bought that. We, we got married uh, November 11th, Remembrance Day. Okay. In the backyard. Uh, but just our parents were there and our best people. Okay. And uh, it had snowed that night, but it was bright and sunny and the snow had melted by the time the wedding was happening. Oh, yeah. that would have been kind of cool if there was snow was still just there, there was a bit of snow here and there, there. was still, okay mm-hmm. all right yeah the wedding pictures must have been awesome oh they're great they're still on facebook i haven't taken them off i'm gonna go stupid later well, sorry i want to creep your facebook why not, why not? <laughs> so what happened after that uh yeah we got married and things were great uh, we decided that we were going to do the honeymoon on the original wedding date which would have been i think july 13th or something somewhere around the middle of july I think you said it was July 13th. Uh, it, I think it was. And so we had another, a fake wedding and invited all our friends who couldn't come to the first one. We wrote our own vows and her brother was the fake priest and we had a bunch of sci-fi references into the wedding vows and it was... It well, was, of course. Come yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was spectacular. Uh, and then we were going to go on a honeymoon to Toronto for a week, but we didn't go. Our sink in the kitchen had plugged up because it was filled with years of gunk. So everybody said... Instead of going on a honeymoon, what you should do is spend the money and fix your sink because it's obviously a big issue. Because we were, were taking like a plunger and throwing it out the window because we couldn't drain the sink. And we had people over to look at it and they're like, yeah, this is right messed. We uh, took the sink apart, but it went to the basement, which was attached to the boys' room. Okay. So we had to rip out their wall. And we had to rip out the floor because the, the wall was built on the floor or something. So we gutted their entire room. And since we were gutting everything, we took Sounds out... Sounds like a magical honeymoon. Oh, God. It was the worst. <laughs> so, I, I can imagine. So all we wanted to do was fix the sink. So, but what ended up happening was we ripped out the entire basement, put in a, a gas furnace, got rid of the wood stove that we had in there. We ripped out the chimney... Going up to the second floor, ripped out the uh, fireplace in the living room because it was all attached. So you turned your honeymoon into a complete house, complete house remodel. It was a complete house remodel, uh, and our friend Mark helped us with it. Okay. And he reframed our walls, and he showed me how to do some stuff, and it was great. And actually, uh, Elise and Mark were married, and okay. were good friends of Bridget's. And uh, Elise was the maid of honor. And Mark helped set up everything and did all the framing and showed me how to do some things. So that was nice. Uh, Live and learn. Yep, yep. So we had no honeymoon, but we had a sink that actually worked and almost an entirely new house. So minus the no honeymoon, life was good. 
Except for every few months, Bridget would freak out because of that girl I had kissed. Granted. Right. That'll never leave. That would never leave her mind no matter what. No. So other than that, things were pretty spectacular. And we'd, uh, we, we, we went to Fan Expo in Toronto in 2014. Uh, we started up the Rusted Robot podcast in January 2014. We, we were in geek heaven. The Rusted Robot Podcast is committed to the highest standards of programming. We're committed to you, the listener, in our broadcast practices. If you have any questions or concerns about the programming standards of the Rusted Robot Podcast or this station, please write to the Canadian Standards Broadcast Council at 123 Fake Street, Ottawa, Ontario, L-O-L-O-L-O, or visit them online at thiswebsitedoesnexist.com. She was everything I was looking for. But, looking back now, I'm not sure it was exactly as real as I thought it was. Was it one of those too-good-to-be-true situations? It might have been, because looking back at her previous relationships now, in hindsight, uh, she was with a guy named Tyler, and he was big into video games. So she became big into video games. And then she was with... Who was she with? Well, I guess maybe Stu after that. And he was big into the Beatles. So she became obsessed with John Lennon. I was. I see the trend. I was all into the geek stuff, so she got into all the geek stuff. Surprisingly, now after we split up, she got together with Mark, who helped us with the framing, and he broke up his marriage of twenty-five years to be with her. And he's a hunter and a camper and all that. And she's and right. Let me guess. She's, she's right, right into, into all that stuff. Yeah. So it makes me question if what we had was real or if it was fake or because it's it's like she's a chameleon. She becomes whatever the person she's with needs. But it felt real, and I'd like to think it was real. But is it? I don't know. Wow. Yeah, it makes me question. That's questions. intense. It's intense. It makes you, that would definitely throw some questions into my head. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't even grasp it. Mind blown. Right, exactly. So, um, let's think here. Uh, 2014 was a pretty stressful year. Uh, we started up the podcast. My mom passed away on her birthday, on Bridget's 35th birthday. March 31st, 2014. So that that hit me pretty hard. Uh, I did not know that. Okay, yeah. So that happened. She was there for me in a way that I I couldn't have survived without her. So I I give her total props for taking care of me. Uh, We went to the zoo together for a week, and she she handled everything. Um, Episode 18 of Rusted Robot Podcast is our tribute episode to my mom. So that was a really good episode. I'll have to backtrack some more on that one. Mm-hmm. My communication broke down, I guess, with her. Like, I just kind of withdrew into myself because it was such a devastating loss. Uh, and then her parents split up in, I think, June of 2014. And so she was devastated as well. Oh, wow. So I couldn't communicate. She couldn't communicate. And it was just one big ball of... Straight. No communication straight. It was, oh. it was pretty brutal. So... I... I, I, I I can say I can imagine, but wow. Yeah. And I could not, I don't want to imagine you, what you would, the two of you were to be going through at that point. Probably the worst year I ever had. No doubt. But it was a good year too, because we went to Fat Expo, we'd started the podcast, ex- except for the mum thing, and the no communication, everything was great, but everyone's Usually while, communication, if there's no communication, that's usually a relationship killer. It, it, and it was. Uh, so things just got strained, and we had moments of greatness. Still, but then uh, Christmas of 
2014 still, yeah, we went to her mom's place in Quebec, and I shouldn't have gone on that trip, because we hardly talked, and it was very, just not good. Just an awkward, shouldn't-be-there situation. Right, exactly. And and then uh, we came back, and still hardly spoke to each other, and then uh, continued on for a little bit. And then we broke up in February of 2015. And then I started looking for a house, and... We, we talked all the time. We still slept in the same bed. And between February and May, when I actually found the house, we had more sex in those three months after we had broken up than yeah. in the previous year. Oh, I... It was... I can say I, I know how that feels. It, I've it had was, a few relationships go south in the, in the past, and you seem to be more intimate with the person. Yeah. Post-relationship. Right. It was, it was the strangest thing. Uh, but then... Let me think what else happened. But I think that's actually a stereotypical thing with with most relationships and and and, and marriages and breakups. Mm-hmm. Everybody I've I've ever known, uh, like my best friend recently, just same thing. Yeah, he broke up with his girlfriend, and he ended up being more intimate with her after they broke up than with than when they were with together. It's so weird. Yeah. And and much like the beginning of the relationship, when everything just seemed to flow and be on autopilot and everything was great, when we broke up. We didn't even try to save the relationship. We, we were having sex like rabbits, but it, it just kind of ended, and I was looking for a house, and she was helping me look for houses. Like we, So it flowed into a relationship, and it, and flowed, it flowed out. Right out. Yeah. As if, oh, wow. And, and then I, I moved. Uh, I must say I envy you on that, because my, my relationship breakups weren't quite so flowable. <laughs> no, this was the only one like that. And... and in those three months while I was looking for a place, we'd slowly buy me supplies like um, pots and pans and all kinds of things that I would need for my new place. We slowly built up a big pile of it together so that I, I wouldn't be like without stuff. Hmm. So she took care of me or made sure I was okay. Even after. Even after. But we didn't try to save it. We didn't fight for it. And there, there are rumors that the reason that she wanted... The breakup was so that she could be with Mark, but I don't know if that's the and case. And you never or... indulged into those questions? I didn't want to know. Okay. Granted, I don't think I would want to know either. No. But, but, but he the did... question will always be in your mind. He, he did end his 25-year marriage to be with her. So... Pretty how... quick after. Pretty quick after. That was my next question. How far, how, how quick was the transition between you and Mark? Uh, pretty quick. I don't know. Like, I don't know the exact timeline. Like a month, maybe two or three months. Okay. But even after I moved out, there was still her and I fooling around a little bit here and there. Okay. But was she fooling around with him at the same time? I don't. I don't know. You don't want to know. I don't want to know. Okay. And and even after we split up, we still podcasted. Did you ever ask her, talk to her about that? I didn't want to know. Okay. No, but uh, we'd still try to do the podcast together, even though we were living in separate places. Because we wanted to keep the rusted robot going, it was so hard. Because after, As so would I. Because after recording sessions, we would make out and do stuff. Well, <laughs> but, we, but we weren't together anymore, and it was just recording a podcast is a very intimate experience. Not that I want to make out with you or anything right now. No, no, but, but I'm good. But I'll take a rain check. That, yeah, okay. <laughs> but that was the thing that her and I did. It was like, uh, hey, we just did a great episode. Let's go make out, kind of thing. Hey. But, each his own, whatever floats you boat. Yeah. So we broke up in February. I got a house in May. And the last podcast we were on together was in September. Because we just could I just couldn't do it anymore. 
because we'd still see each other once a week or every second week when kind of tug at the heartstrings. Holy crap, it hurt like hell. Yeah. And it's been three and a half years since we split up, and I still think about it all the time. I've had other relationships since then, but nothing has ever felt that spectacular. Maybe like that complete. Like I'd never been that. By the happy. sounds of it, you guys had something unique. I think so. Kind of like, dare I say, marrying your best friend. It was it, exactly. It just kind of happens. Yep. Um, it was, most it, most best friend relationships don't last. It burned, sadly. It burned very bright for a very short time. Yep. And then eventually snuffs out. Yep. And all that summer, I after I'd moved out, I still thought there'd be a chance that we'd get back together. But well, there's always that, 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 that yearning question. Well, yeah. And, and the soundtrack that summer was all Sean's. Like there was a, a, a song by Sean Hook that captured our relationship uh, like perfectly, even the video. And okay. It was called The Beating of My Heart or something like that. I'll play a clip right here. And then uh, the other song was by Sean Mendez. Oh, okay, at, yeah. The Stitches song. So she married two Sean's, divorced two Sean's. The, the soundtrack of my summer. Soundtrack by, of your summer was by guys named Sean. Yeah. So it was uh, heart wrenching. And for. Well, no doubt. For, for a good eight months, all I did was share uh, memes of positivity on Facebook. Things about, you know, if people two, two people really love each other, they'll, they'll always find a way, and all that crap. And trying then, to see if they might have been able to spark uh, something. Spark something else. Yeah, and then maybe. and then I was I was just a mopey mess for for it felt like forever, uh, and, and then I was talking to Bishop one day, and, and I said, "Bud, this has been the worst year of my life," and he's like, "Well, what happened?" I'm like, "What do you mean, what happened?" <laughs> <laughs> but how old was he at this time? Like uh, two, three years ago, so like nine. Okay. So, but then I, th I thought about it. Which means he wasn't paying attention, really. But, well, then, but then didn't kind of clue in, yeah. But I, but I actually seriously thought about the question that he asked. What, what happened, Dad? And I'm like, well. One of those enlightening moments. Bridget and I broke up. What did happen? But that was it. I had my own house. I still had a job. Everything was okay. And the only thing that happened is that I had lost my best friend in my marriage. But uh, that was it. I was still alive. I still had my health. You know. And you had a house. I had a house. The friends who cared about me and all that good stuff. So he he snapped me out of my funk. Well, that's always a good thing. Yeah. 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 So when he's, your boy steps up, not even knowing it, but he, every once in a while he has. This is starting to resemble closely. You know, you gotta make a movie about this. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen that movie. Yeah. Once or twice. At least. Yeah. Huh. There's always a movie about relationships, and and, and it usually ends with something like that. Just yeah. everything clicked all of a sudden. So I, I snapped out of my funk after eight months, and that was it. But I, I was still sad. Well, of course. And I'm still sad, and I still think about her lots and wonder what she's doing. Well, and she's your ex-wife. Yeah, 
Of course. And I was, I was deep con- down inside. You're always going to think about her. And I was content not to ever get divorced. You know, just we'd always be married, but we wouldn't be together. Whatever. But eventually, somebody had to sign the paperwork. Well, I was like, you know what? My my uncle died this year in a fire by accident. Mm, sorry. Thank you. And uh, that made me think, like, something could happen, and then whoever is left has to pick up the pieces, oh, fill all okay. the paperwork out. Go and you didn't want that to be her. Exactly. And I, I didn't want that to happen to Bishop. And so I like, you know what? Just get divorced. Get that all done, taken care of. Type all the loose ends. So you just took care of that this year. I took care of that this year. That's episode 51 of the podcast, where I talk about the divorce. Hmm. Yeah. So... Being a newbie to this whole podcasting thing, I can see how it kind of intertwines together. And, and that's what the Soul Forge is all about. Telling my story from my perspective. Now, Bridget might have a slightly different view of everything. Oh, everybody's and, version of a story is different. That's right. But this is from my perspective. I don't know if she's going to listen to this, but if she does and she wants to tell her version of the story, I definitely encourage her to come on and we'll, we'll sit down for a coffee and we'll record an episode from her point of view. And if God willing that happens, I would love to be the second visitor. Ooh, that'd be, uh, that'd be quite interesting. That would be quite interesting. Because now I know your perspective of the story. Exactly. To hear her perspective of the story and kind of piece together. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty interesting to watch. Yeah, I think so. So, I'm, neither one of us were blameless in the dissolution of the marriage. Nobody ever really is blameless unless... Was it, was it her fault? Infidelity. Was it my fault? Yeah, we didn't cheat on each other. Well, I didn't cheat on her. I hope she didn't cheat on me. There are rumors that she did, but I didn't ask and I don't want to know. Rumors are uh, There's a lot usually of... fictitious. That's right. I, I, I was always raised to believe, believe nothing of what you hear and only half of what you read. Yeah, exactly. Unless you catch her in bed. Well, I didn't. Then that's a catch-22. That's that's true. Um, so, in conclusion, is there any other questions that you might have to fill in any gaps? Oh, ah, yes, actually. Being, um, you mentioned Bishop. Yes. How did that work out? Did um, Obviously, there was the introduction between her and, and Bishop. Yeah. How did Bishop take to her? Uh, you know what? He really liked hanging out with her kids. Because they were very much into video games. Okay. Um, he he didn't like being told what to do. Granted, relationship struggles. I could see, you know, mm-hmm. and not his mom. Yeah. Yeah, but I then, that. But then after we split up and I would bring him over to my house, he was like, oh, are we going to Bridget's house? Uh, okay. <laughs> and it was like a knife in my heart. I'm Just like, reach into my chest and pull it out. Yeah, still no, leading. we're not going to Bridget's house. Don't ask me that again. So after for after so long, he got used to being there. Yeah. He kind of got used to it. He did. I just that that was one of the questions in my head. You know, how did he take to it all right off the bat? Obviously, he had issues out with it, like any nine-year-old at the time or eight-year-old well, would 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 have. That's right. Yeah. So was it a was it a horrible experience? I don't think it was. Uh, because they, they do say it's better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. And, and I can't say that I wasn't in love with Trish. That's a matter of opinion of my words. It is. But that, the whole Bridget thing, and I've been looking for that feeling ever since. And people have said, you're never going to find it again. And I might not. But if, if that's what true love was, it was the pinnacle. Too bad I experienced it way back then. But it, it was top-notch. It was spectacular. I didn't, I didn't think that kind of happiness existed when we were happy. Well, with that said, just be thankful you got to, to experience it. That's right. Because there's a lot of people in this world that go on their entire lives that don't get to feel that. Oh, well, I'm aware. Myself, like I said to you the other day, 
I couldn't imagine my life without her. That's right. Yeah, you got a good one there. She keeps me in line. That's uh, basically the Bridget story. I'm sure there are more details that I could give, but these are shorter episodes. This is actually longer than normally I go for. Okay. But that's the basics of the outline. The well, good. this is a long-awaited Bridget episode. It is. It it's is. a special one. Yeah, it's very special. And, and I, I'm your first, uh, and I'm a newbie. You are. Congratulations on uh, your first Thank you, Sean. podcasting experience. I can get today. used to this. There you go. Maybe we'll have you on again soon. Fantastic. I would love to. All right. So, listeners, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always email soulforgepodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at soulforgepod. And until next time, remember, you cannot suffer the past or future because they do not exist. What you are suffering is your memory and your imagination. This has been another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Contact the show by emailing soulforgepodcast at gmail.com or by tweeting soulforgepod on Twitter. Visit us at soulforgepodcast.com and remember the best way to show your support is by leaving a five-star review in the iTunes store. And if you would, please check us out and like us on Facebook. The Soul Forge Podcast was written, produced, scored, edited, engineered, and directed by Sean Vanderloo. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. For more great content, you can listen to my other podcast, The Rusted Robot. Thanks for stopping by The Forge. We'll keep the fires lit until your next visit. I could do this all day. Please consult your physician prior to listening to The Rusted Robot podcast if you are prone to heart conditions or are currently taking blood pressure medication. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Thank you.